Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's Sarkin Speaks. Jared and Bob here coming at you. Um, and as is customary on a uh, Sunday night episode that comes out on Monday, uh, do a little bit of sports talk, football talk. We don't have to get super deep into it, but holy shit. Um, I know we talk about like teams suck, coaches suck, coaches are dumb. Oh, the slate um, was terrible this week, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Um, the I just I want to make a special call out for the Los Angeles Chargers, who Brandon Staley is potentially the dumbest coach of all time. Um, so just a quick rundown of what happened with this uh this little sequence of events here in the uh Chargers Lions game. Um they took the ball all the way down to, I don't know, like the three yard line. They had three chances to get it into the end zone. They couldn't do it, right? They tried running it. They tried throwing it. Couldn't happen on like fourth and goal from the three yard line. Um, they throw the ball, which has been like the, the entire game back and forth of the the Chargers Lions. They've just been going for it on fourth down. Like they're just not punting and not kicking field goals regardless, whatever. So they go for it on fourth down, fourth and goal. And Justin Herbert throws it into the end zone to Quentin Johnston, who gets held. Uh, there's a penalty flag. They reset the downs from the one-yard line. So for anyone that doesn't know football, um, Justin Herbert is about six foot six, probably like 240 pounds, roughly, if I had to guess, right? Um, he's a big dude. And there's this trend in the NFL called the tush push that um, the Philadelphia Eagles have have perfected. Uh, it's a whole thing because they have an amazing offensive line. And Jalen Hurts, who's their quarterback, is super fucking strong, right? Like there's videos of him squatting like six or 700 pounds. Like he's a he's very, very strong. So it's almost a cheat code, right? Because the Philadelphia Eagles are so good at this tush push where like the quarterback just lines up. It's a quick snap of the ball and everyone just rushes forward. There's two running backs, but well, technically three behind the quarterback and everyone's just pushing forward. Everyone is just pushing as hard as they can. Right. And Philadelphia does it so well that people are bitching and complaining and they're actually talking about changing the rules or trying to change the rules to take that out. So you can't do it next year. Regardless, this isn't a discussion about that. Philly's the only team that actually is good at it. All the other teams in the NFL aren't. So if they change the rule just to fuck the Phillies, that's bullshit. The Phillies, uh, the Eagles, <laughs> um, then it's bull. It's it's real bullshit. But whatever. That's not that's not the point I'm trying to make. Point I'm trying to make. It was fourth and goal. They got lucky on a holding call in the end zone. Reset the downs. First and goal from the one yard line. With Justin Herbert. What do they do? They line up in an I formation, which again, for those that don't know, it's a normal quarterback. And then there's a fullback and a running back stacked in a straight line. Looks like the letter I. They even have a fullback. Hence, hence the I formation. They hand it to Austin Eckler, who's a running back. Gets stopped at the one yard line. No gain. Okay. Second down. They put an offensive lineman at fullback run the exact same play. Austin Eckler gets stopped. One yard line, no gain. 
okay, now it's third down. They do the exact same play again. Austin Eckler gets stopped. Then finally on fourth down, they run a play action. And I think it was the tight end was wide open in the end zone because everyone just thought they were going to run the ball and they get it. But the point is the first, like the first original series, you had first and goal from the three yard line and you had four opportunities to get it in the end zone. You couldn't do it. Right. You went run, pass, pass, no run, run, pass, pass there. And you got the the PI on the fourth, the fourth down in the end zone. Right. And then fourth and goal from the one yard line with a six foot six, 240 pound quarterback. You give the ball to your running back that stands four to five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Right. Like if you're Brandon Staley, like how do you not just call a quarterback sneak? Like do the tush push. The entire league does it. You have a massive dude at quarterback and they didn't call it once. And they got stopped on the one yard line every single time until the fourth down play. Like I said, when they ran play action and the tight end was wide open in the end zone. So like, whatever, if you want to come at me and be like, they still score a touchdown in the end anyway, fine, whatever they did. But that's gotta be the dumbest like series of coaching uh, offensively that I've seen in a long time. You had effectively eight plays to gain three yards and you couldn't do it. Wait, didn't they? I thought you said they scored. Well, yeah, they did on the, the finally. But it was on a play action pass on the, the second, fourth and goal. It's better than fucking one. roll right. For years, the fucking Falcons did that shit. No, I, you know what? So I actually, so, because I couldn't keep up with the whole thing. So after the penalty, they ran with Eckler three times and then ran yes. the play action. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you how that could have been worse because we've seen this before. So you run the first time. Doesn't work. Fine. Happens. Whatever. <clears throat> then you do something goofy. Let's just, you know, use any variation of end around or toss or anything where you have people going anywhere but forward. <laughs> Willie Taggart. Offense. And then third down. You take the quarterback, you run a play action, you roll right, and then there's nowhere to go, so you just throw it away. Now you're on fourth down, and if you want to like get under center and try to like pound it in, it's like you just wasted two opportunities to do that. We see that sequence all the time. Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan made a career out of it. And then they could have, and then you know what? Instead of getting the touchdown, they could have kicked the field goal. Like that, that's like that would have been way worse. Like try to pound it in the first time, doesn't work. You do something where, again, a, the, the play is not going forward, it's going sideways or backwards or anything. Right. And then you try to like trick the defense who's still just waiting for you to fucking do anything remotely good, which you can't do. Yeah. And then you settle for a field goal. That's how that's that's <laughs> how it gets worse. And without a specific example, we've definitely seen that. Probably with the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say so, most likely. <laughs> In the last four years. Uh I do want to say though, throw it out there, uh, with that touchdown that they finally got on the eighth attempt. Um 
made it 31 to 31 for a total of 62, which I hit my live over. I took the at halftime, I took the live over at 61 and a half. Um, and that just hit <laughs> at 62. Yeah. They might score 80. They very well could score 80. There's still eight minutes left. Although in the fourth quarter. Am I not on red zone? Oh, I'm not. What an idiot. I'm like sitting here. I go, why haven't they flashed that game? Because I don't have red zone on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll do it. So, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, although this week, I, I will say I have crushed my bets. Um, I have gone 5-0 and oh now. Uh, so I hit the over the live over 61 and a half in this game. Um, I hit the over 48 miraculously in the Houston Cincinnati game. <laughs> um, that was a that was a fucking sweat. After the first there was 17 points in the first half. <laughs> um, so I hit the over in that game. I hit Baltimore minus three and a half in the first half. I hit Tampa Bay minus one and a half. And then I took Dallas minus eight and a half in the first half. And I hit that. So again, that's five and oh. Uh, and a couple of those were two unit plays. So on the day, I am one, two, three, four, five. Uh, like 6.7 units plus on the day. Buy my picks. Yeah, you can buy my picks. So yeah, bartender will probably be two and one. I think I'm probably just going to sit on it because I don't have a bet for Sunday night football. And I'm not betting on the Jets and the Raiders. I took the Jets in. Uh, <clears throat> I took the Jets in like the social media post. Yeah. I'm just like, I, honestly, that was all that was was just to fade the fuck out of the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> like they That's, had their win. Yeah. Like they had their fuck you, Josh McDaniels game. Yeah, smoking cigars after the game. <laughs> I that's the only reason I took the fucking Jets. Yeah. That was pretty fucking hilarious. Let's let's remember what the Raiders and Aiden O'Connell actually are. Yeah. Uh that would be not good. I need Washington and Seattle to start scoring, though, for the Sarcasm Speaks plays. My plays have been so fucking... Oh, 28, never mind. I'm fucked. <clears throat> oh, wait, no, that's the third quarter. Eh, they need to make some stuff happen. Um, Yeah, I've just been... I've been so bad that I've just been fading the bartender and, like, again, like, couple spots here and there. Like, if I really feel like there's just, like, a big narrative that needs to go down, then I'll take it. Um... But like I'm not gonna take the Jets because the Jets fucking suck. Yeah. So like I've grabbed the Ravens a couple times because I feel like they've been vastly underrated. And then I also hit a like I think might have been like a Ravens Cardinals over. But I haven't I haven't been playing a lot of my own plays. I've been fucking terrible. Like I am fucking dead ass fucking last in the pick'em. Yeah, I'm pretty bad on the, the season. But like on the season, like I am yeah. fucking awful. I just looked so. before we got on. I think I'm. 
like third to last in the pick'em this week. Yeah, I don't know what I am this week, but I am just like not seeing the board overly well. Yeah. Same. You know, the pick the pick'em's hard because we have to pick every game. Yeah. In the sarcasm speaks picks, like, yeah, sometimes I like really only want to pick like one game, but like it's not fun. Like there's no fun there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean sometimes like I don't know, like it's hard too with the pick'em, especially this week, because all the spreads are so close. It's like when you have to when you have to pick every single game and all the spreads are one and a half, three, two and a half, three and a half, five. And it and has half. to be a spread. And that's the thing is it right. has to be and a it spread. It has to be a spread. It's like you picking a game with a two and a half point spread. That's literally a fucking coin flip. Yeah. So it gets it gets really hard, like I said, in a week like this, where I would say there was at least six games that spread was less than four points. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know what they were, but there's been a lot. So, and that's the thing is like going back to like mediocrity in the NFL. There's a lot of that now. Yeah, like the teams are closer because they're all shittier. Right. Right. Yeah, and also this week was um, the Dolphins, Chiefs were on by. Uh, well, I feel like there was another good. Oh, the Eagles, the Dolphins, Chiefs, and Eagles were all on a bye this week. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well now the teams that are left are fucking suck. <laughs> or like you got a team like the the Cowboys that are playing the Giants, right? It's like yeah, there's great. yeah, they are terrible. Yeah, the Giants are really fucking bad. I think the Giants Patriots game should be a double forfeit whenever that is. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just take the tie. Just no. agree like no. both teams both, agree both teams to tie. Get a lo- nope, both teams get a loss. <laughs> and it's like if that's not fair, then be fucking better. Yeah. I mean, looking at this game, because unfortunately, I've watched Giants games now two weeks in a row because they've been on like red zone or whatever uh, or a time. Were they primetime last week? I don't remember. I don't even know. Uh, whatever it is, I've seen a decent amount of Tommy DeVito. He sucks. We should win that game. If we lose to the Giants. You do understand that the starting quarterback does has not figured out how to throw a football, right? Uh, wait, which team are you talking about? <laughs> yes. No, there's no, there's no Patriots should win anything. Mac can't Mac. Mac has displayed that he cannot throw a football correctly. Correct. However, so, any of the three options, whether it's Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi or Will Greer, they all suck better than Tommy DeVito. They all suck. Yes, they do all suck. I agree. I'm not I'm not arguing you on that. But all three of them are better than Tommy DeVito. Yeah, but Matt can throw a pick six and give six the other way. Like Yeah, I guess that's the one difference is the Giants don't let DeVito throw the ball. <laughs> like they don't give him the opportunity to throw the pick six. That's what I mean. Like was the game last was it last week or two weeks ago? Saquon Barkley. Touched the ball 41 times. A billion times. He had 36 carries and five catches. <laughs> Literally 41 times where he touched the ball. Probably not enough. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, I know. Like I said, it should be a, it should be a double forfeit. Yeah, both teams fucking blow. When is that game on? Is it like a one o'clock game? Oh, I hope so. Because I might not even watch it. Like I might just put it on red zone. Like I, I honestly might not. I mean, I have my work tablet where I, I usually put red zone on. Like if I have the, if they're playing at one, I'll have the paths on the screen, and then I'll have my tablet has red zone. Um, but if they're on at one o'clock, I may just only go red zone. I, I have no desire to watch Patriots Giants. That game is fucking disgusting. So I think it's at MetLife. So I would, I would, I just hope the attendance is fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> like someone starts showing something to these fucking teams. Uh, all right. Uh, well, speaking of showing something, we have ourselves um, some interesting goings on uh, this week. This would have been. Uh, and uh, an interesting spot to get on either Jones or Sexy Chris or both. That would be a fun episode to get both of them on to do like political stuff because uh, they both know way more than you know you and I combined, or at least they're a little bit more tapped in. Um, I dislike the amount that I know, which is <laughs> almost none. Um, almost none. So a couple things have been going on of late. One of them is this guy, Dean Phillips, uh, who is a congressman from Minnesota, I believe. Um, He announced that he was going to run for president against um, Biden. So he wants to primary Biden as a Democrat. So, yeah, he's a Democrat from Minnesota. He's a he's a representative. Um, And he has said he's come out and said that um, we need someone who's younger. Right. He said that Joe Biden is too old to be president. and we need someone younger, so I'm going to primary him. I'm going to run against him. And obviously, uh, there's a lot of people that aren't very happy about that. However, I think he's uh, basically spot on. <laughs> so I have a quote from him right here. He did an interview with CNN, but just from just one little excerpt, he says, uh, I think in 2020, Biden was probably the only Democrat that could have beaten Trump. I think, which I mean, I don't, I don't think so. But whatever. I think almost any Democrat that, yeah, I mean, given the way things went, I think it was elbow for of, anyone actually, that's not Trump. I actually almost feel like any Democrat that wasn't Hillary Clinton would have won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or someone that, because unless there's a Democrat that people hate just as much as her, right, right. So. He goes, I think in 2020, Biden was probably the only Democrat that could have beaten Trump. I think in 2024, he may be among the only ones that will lose to him. And that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> so he he said he recognized that he's likely tanked his future in Democratic politics by taking on Biden um, in, in a primary challenge. 
Um, he said, but the angry reactions from within his own party actually motivate him. He goes, Biden's approval numbers are historically low, rivaling only Jimmy Carter, who got slaughtered, of course, in his election. Um, and he was primaried by local guy, Senator Ted Kennedy <laughs> in 1980, before he got fucking blown away by Reagan. Um, so, you know, he's he's come out, he's actually pretty critical of Biden. He said, Biden, Bidenomics is not working. Actually, it's the opposite. <laughs> Inflation is high. Prices are high. Wages are stagnant. So like, he's a Democrat and he's criticizing Biden and he's saying like, we as a party need to do something to fix this. This guy is too old. His policies aren't working. So I'm going to run against him as a Democrat. And instead of people kind of like getting behind him and being like, yeah, why don't we? Which I'll get to this in a second, which I think is is kind of interesting and it's funny. All these people have so much vitriol for Dean Phillips right now. And it's like I said, instead of being like, yeah, why don't we try this guy? Why don't we try someone younger? Why don't we do this? Why don't we listen to him? Why don't we do all this? They're like, no, 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 Biden. Biden's our guy. Biden's guy. That's what we're doing. We're doing it. We're going. But I think it's interesting because if Gavin Newsom does end up becoming the candidate, all of those same people that rip Dean Phillips in nine months from now when it's Newsom, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I mean, obviously Biden's too old. He can't do this. We need someone younger. We need someone younger who's going to go in and, and, and affect change and is more in touch. Yeah, I mean, obviously the guy was too old. He was too old from the beginning. That's exactly how it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't. So is this because what's this guy's name? Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips. Yeah. Sounds like he's works in fucking IT. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so is this guy like unpopular or or is like why? Like what what's the issue? Um, I mean, he's a representative from Minnesota, so I mean, he can't be popular either way, right? Like I. Probably just, just don't get like, like I don't, so th this is the thing. So obviously I don't vote, right? Um, part of the reason why I don't vote is I feel as though in Massachusetts, our vote doesn't matter because it's going to go Democrat no matter what. Right. No, I could vote locally. I could vote the other stuff, but too hard to find out like what I'm voting for. Anyway, it would also require me to actually go. <laughs> and I simply just don't care enough. But so thus, I don't have a side. And I think that could also be part of my problem. But anyway, so I don't have a side. But if I did have a side and I felt strongly about that side, wouldn't I want the person that will give my side the best chance of winning? You would think. Because, I mean, in a perfect world, you would want the candidate that most speaks to your values, wants, desires, whatever. But I don't think that I think that's out the window. Yeah, I think you, you like people want their team to win. Right. So if I wanted my team to win, I would want the best candidate. Now, the only way to get the best candidate is to have. Some level of competition. Makes sense to me. And now if we look at the actual specifics. If I was a Democrat, I would be very concerned about fucking Biden going again. 
it seems like people don't fucking like him. It seems like people aren't just going to like vote for him. Again, you got to talk fringe people like. Yeah. Hardcore Democrats are going to vote Democrat no matter what. It's the people that you need to sway otherwise. The reason why Biden won in 2020 was because people hated Trump so fucking much. Right. And I think now, now people hate Biden. Yes. Now, I also I guess I would be a little bit cautious going forward. I mean, well, it doesn't matter. It's like cautious. Oh, I'd be cautious. It doesn't matter. I think we're going to start to see that. People are going to be sitting here expecting the current guy to do whatever it is that they want that person to do. They're not going to do it. So then like the next time around, the fringe people just vote anti the current person. Right. So I don't know. Maybe this is like. I mean, again, we'll see, like if Biden doesn't win, like I could I could definitely see like a string of. Uh, like sitting presidents not getting reelected just because it's like, well, I want this and I want that and I want this and you're not doing it. It's like, no shit. The president can't do your individual fucking needs. Right. Never yeah, has. Yeah. Never fucking will. Yeah. Like we're getting into the, the, uh, a generation of people that are like, I want them to do this for me. And they haven't realized yeah. yet that like politicians don't give a fuck about you. They don't do shit for you. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I want, I want this, this, and that. And then when they don't, it's like, I want, I want climate change. It's like, do you know how fucking like, yeah, unattainable that is, right? For like a sitting president to be like responsible for or not for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, see, he didn't, he didn't fix the climate. Give me the yeah. next guy. Yeah. I could definitely see like a little bit of that attitude coming into play. Where it's just like whoever the current guy is, I need someone different, someone different, someone different. Last four years sucked. I need someone different. Especially if we don't get away from the geriatric fucking people. I yeah. I forget. I forget what we looked at this before, um, and I've heard it on other podcasts. I forget what the number is, but I want to say something around like fifty percent of Congress is over the age of 60. Yeah, probably. Which is not representative of the population as a whole in the country, right? Like, I don't know what the numbers are, but like, I would imagine most people in the country are probably, I would say between like 35 and 65. If I had to guess, that's where like you're going to get like the most people age-wise in the country. Um, not 50% of our government being over 60 years old. Like, are you shitting me? <laughs> like, that's insane. Yeah. So I think... I don't know. I mean, I look at it like so that that's the thing is like I'm trying to put myself in the shoes like if I was on the Democratic side or if I was on the left or I leaned more liberal. However, whatever we want to like use that as a definer. I would want. The person. Like, so you have the current guy now he has a right to run for reelection. Or whatever it is, I don't care about the actual details. 
you know, I would want someone to go up against him, someone that might be better. Like, just because he's already there doesn't mean he's the best. Right. Just means he won four years ago. Right. And I would actually argue that I don't know who the fuck is on the Democratic side. There's no way Biden is the best candidate. There's not a chance. No. So I know we've talked about this before, which kind of brings me into like the next point that we have. Um, So we've talked about Robert Kennedy Jr., right? RFK Jr. And he announced um, a couple weeks ago that he was leaving the Democratic Party. He was originally trying to run as a Democrat, but they wouldn't give him any airtime. They wouldn't allow a debate between him and Biden. They wouldn't do any, which again, they're going to do the exact same thing to Dean Phillips. Um, Dean Phillips is just willing to not actually get airtime or a debate or any of that. RFK Jr. was like, no, fuck this. Like, I want to be able to talk to the people of America, right? Like I want a platform. So he switched to an independent. So this was a poll. I don't know where it came from, but Sagar and Jetty from Crystal and Sagar and Breaking Points and that show um, put this out uh, the other day. So before I do that, it's like a two-part thing that he put. So the first part is he talks about Ross Perot in 1992. So uh, Bush Sr. lost his re-election bid to Bill Clinton, obviously, in the 92 election. But it's like pretty widely accepted and known that the reason why Bush lost is because of Ross Perot. So Ross Perot ran as an independent, and he was a businessman, and he was a billionaire. Um, I think he was like oil or something like that. So for whatever, he was a billionaire in 1992. So (laughs) he had a lot of fucking money. So he paid to put like these long infomercials on TV that like basically explained to people for the first time how the government was fucking them and not actually doing anything for them. And that if you voted for him, he would go in and fix all of it. So what happened was a lot of Republicans voted for Perot. Some Democrats did, but mostly Republicans voted for Perot. And then Clinton ended up beating Bush Sr. because of all the votes that Perot got. So at that time, Ross Perot never cracked more than 20% of the poll. At his peak, he, oh no, he ended up with about 19% of the vote in 1992, which is pretty high for a third party candidate, right? Considering Gary Johnson got what six percent in uh, 2016 when I voted for him, um, so and that was Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> like like two candidates that everyone hated, and Gary Johnson only got like six percent of the vote. Um, so Ross Perot got 19, right? So right now, in the what are considered the battleground states of Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. RFK Jr. is polling at 24% right now. As it stands in those six states, Joe Biden has 33%, Donald Trump has 35%, and then RFK Jr. has 24%. So as of right now in those six states, that are considered battlegrounds, like those are the ones that matter the most. 
like the swing states, Trump would be winning, right? Just barely over Biden. But RFK Jr. has 24% of the vote. Like that's ridiculous. That's more, that's that's 6% more than Ross Perot had. And Ross Perot fucking crushed it in 92. So I think like, if anything, this shows how fed up everyone is with the bullshit of the politics. Like they just want someone, right? That's not these two fucking dickheads. I just don't know. Again, it's like, I don't know how anyone can sit there and go, whether regardless of what side you're on, be like, yep, those are the two best options. Like, yeah. No, they cannot be. They cannot be the best options. Oh, the Lions just won. They By the almost, way, they almost hit 80 points. <laughs> 41 38. Yes. Yeah, 79. By the, by the way, that game was sick where they none of them, they did not punt. They went for it every fourth down. Yeah. They knew they had to score touchdowns, not field goals. That was that was good. Yeah. That was a that was a pretty good game. Yeah, especially coming down the stretch. Fourth down, they just went for it over yeah. and over. Fuck it. And like cares? even <laughs> like right there in that final drive, the Lions could they went for it on fourth and two when they could have kicked a field goal. It would have been like 48 yards. But they went for it on fourth down so that they could kill the clock too. Like don't give yeah. the ball back. Right. Right. More teams should do that. That's fun. So so that's that's my second point, right? Is that RFK Jr. is kind of creeping around. Now, I just I, I do I think I he's just, gonna win? No. No, he's not gonna win. But can he can in those states, can he actually pull enough? Like I don't I don't know. It's hard because obviously where we are in Massachusetts, it's like we know how this goes. Right. Like you could trot out the best candidate ever, have him be a third party, and people are still just gonna vote their party. Right. And because Democrats are overwhelming here, that number it, it doesn't matter. Like if I was the Republican, I wouldn't even bother coming here. Yeah, I don't think so they fucking do. Waste. No, I, that's I. I was gonna say I actually don't think they do. Yeah, I'm almost certain that they don't. I, I'm almost certain that the Democrats don't even come here. It's a waste of time. Yeah, they're just like, okay, cool. We'll get Massachusetts. Plus, it's not enough votes. But yeah, uh, or it's not enough votes for them to care. But I mean, listen, I would like to see a little bit more of like voting for the person and less voting for the party. Right. I just don't, I don't know. It's hard. I just don't trust the, I just don't trust people. I think ultimately it's like, well, like if you live in like an actual, like whatever that list of States was, like if you live there and it's like voting the independent, like it kind of proves a point, but like not really. Cause they're not going to win. Right. And that's like that's like a tough attitude because if you think that that person's best, you should vote for them. But it's hard to feel a little helpless when you know it's like the independent ain't winning, right? And even if, they, look, even if they're by some stretch they do win that state, they're not going to win the general election. election. But it but it's like that's not how elections should work. Like you should yeah. vote for the best candidate. I don't know. Yeah, can we just like abolish parties? Well, yeah, I mean, it's people that are the problem. 
Right. Because like you said, there's people that are Democrats that will only vote Democrat. Like it could literally be a weekend at Bernie situation where they fucking roll out fucking Biden in a casket and people will still vote for him just because he's a Democrat. Yep. And vice versa. Right. People will vote for whoever the Republican is just because. Yep. Which is the problem. So we should make political we should make political parties illegal. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, because it's all a money laundering scheme, basically. There was a that was like a whole thing. I haven't finished the podcast yet, but shout out to Sexy Chris who um sent me the uh PBD podcast with Patrick Bet David. Um, with Vivek Ramaswamy, who I didn't watch the Republican debate last week, uh, but Jones did and Chris did, and they were both telling me that Vivek went completely fucking scorched earth. And I have seen a couple clips of it, and I think he absolutely fucking crushed it. Um, but I just got to the part in the podcast, I think I'm maybe almost like an hour in or so, and... um the the crew at the on the PBD podcast pull up like a New York Times opinion poll and they rank who they thought did the best in the debate. Again, this is from the New York Times. And they went like Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy was in the bottom. And then the guy like Patrick Bet David goes, Yeah, you can probably flip that. And that's the actual order of how everyone did in the debate. (laughs) But he went, he went, he attacked the chairperson of the RNC. He told her that she needs to resign. Like on the stage, he goes, I will yield the rest of my time for this question. If you want to walk on stage, look at the Republican voters and resign from your position. Because he said that ever since she took over the RNC, the Republicans have lost every single um, election, which is true. Because he said they lost in 2018. They lost the general election in 2020. And then he goes, there was no red wave. There was the red wave that was supposed to happen in 22 that didn't happen. And then I guess the debate happened the day after some like state elections throughout the country and Republicans lost those state elections. So he goes, we lost in 18, we lost in 20. There was no red wave in 22 and we lost last night. And he goes, cause I think she took over in 2017 and he goes, she needs to resign. And she, I guess she was in the audience and he goes, if, if you want to come up here and resign in front of everyone, you can have the rest of my time to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably why he's <clears throat> last. Yeah. yeah. That was another thing though that you that pissed me off. Um I forget it must have been the debates in 22. No matter who debates, it's always like my oh wow, my guy my guy dragged the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. Oh, my guy won. Yeah, of course yeah. my guy did better. Of course. Yeah. He dragged him. Yeah. Put him in a body bag. <laughs> dumb 
But I mean, I actually, like I said, I didn't watch it. I've only seen clips, but I actually I even know what do, happened. I actually do think Vivek won. And according to Jones and Chris, they both said that he fucking crushed. Yeah, but if um, the if the people who are eventually well, again, it doesn't matter because it's gonna be Trump. So right, that's the other, that's the other thing that sucks is it's like I would love somebody different. Imagine, well, especially now that Vivek is talking shit to the chairperson of the RNC. Um, they're not going to nominate him. He's not going to be the candidate. No. Right. Cause, cause I technically like the RNC gets to choose, right? So you can go, which, I, which I've always thought was absolutely ridiculous because then what's the point of the primary elections, right? Cause you can have someone win the primaries and then the RNC can turn around and be like, now nah, we're actually going to go with this guy or this woman, right? Like it do- doesn't matter. It's like, what what's the point of the primaries anyway? I mean, 99.99% of the time they go with whoever won the primaries, but if there was ever going to be a time to stray from that, it would be now if, and when Donald Trump wins all the primaries, right. And they really don't want Trump to be the candidate um, because they're not even allowing him on the debate stage with the other candidates, right? Like, was that an RNC decision or was that his own decision? Well, the first one they he, he I thought he, he came out and said he wasn't going to go on. He said he wasn't going to go on the first one. And oh, then okay. instead he released his video with Tucker Carlson on the same night. Yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. that? Yeah, I do. Uh, and it did way better. Like it's right. Ra- and it was only on Twitter. It was only available on Twitter and it did way fucking better ratings than, than the uh, debate on cable. Um, so, I don't know about the other ones, but I'm pretty sure since he didn't go to the first one, now they're just like, fuck him, you're not invited. I'm pretty yeah, I mean, sure. That, why, why would you invite him? Well, yeah. But like, he if told, you're not He basically gonna... fucking put his nuts on the table and said, go fuck <laughs> yourself on the first one. So if you're not going to invite him to the debate stage, what are you going to do if he wins the primaries? Wait. Is chaos back on the table? I think it could be. So this if is what he, I was so going to say, too. Imagine so if, if he, there's two independents. Oh. If Trump and RFK Jr. both run I'm as independents. Yeah, let's do that. I'm in. I'm so in. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, I'm kind of in on Vivek. Like, because there's, be him, so there's uh, been so rumors. Unfor- listen, we can well, always- there's been rumors that he might be the VP candidate for Trump. Always an independent. Let's fucking go. Let's do that. Yeah. I mean, I would honestly, I would bite the bullet. If Trump was running and Vivek was the VP. Go independent. I I would vote for Trump. Which is really voting for the VP. Yeah. the, the, The only scenario where I vote for Donald Trump is if Vivek is his vice president. And Biden, and I assume if Biden runs Democrat. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Who well, I'm not voting there. for any of those fucking cunts anyway. I'm not voting say, for Gavin Newsom. Because there's no one with any redeeming quality. If RFK right? Jr. was allowed to run as a Democrat, I would vote for RFK yeah. Jr. <clears throat> I'm not like opposed to voting Democrat. Right. But it's but the options suck. It's the options that are the problem, right? So, but yeah, imagine we get Biden as the Democrat, Trump's yes. and RFK as the independent. Yes. And then 
so I don't in. know that Ron DeSantis as the so Repo- in. if if they nominated because they for some reason the RNC still is in love with Ron DeSantis. If they trot him out and RFK, and if it's the four of those people, right? If it's Biden, Trump, RFK, and um DeSantis, DeSantis may be the first major party candidate to not get 10% of the vote. I can't imagine he anyone still, that would vote for him. He still will just because of well, yeah, just because of the party. But those are the only people that would vote for him. Yep. That would be fun. So in, so in on that. But then you have the scenario of it goes to Congress and Congress has to vote. But now Congress has been so split and divided that like who the, I, well, although I think it's just a simple majority in Congress. So which yeah. sucks because then DeSantis would win. Like, I don't want that. Yeah, but it's not about who president. wins. It's not about who wins. For me, it's the process. Right. Yeah, it's it's the journey. Because, <laughs> and again, like, I don't pay attention, so I can't I can't really make, like, an informed opinion about who I think would be best. Yeah. Um, And then even then, it's like, whoever I think would be best, there's usually a reason why they won't get in. So it's like, it's useless. I am so fucking in on that process of absolute chaos, especially especially if DeSantis um, is like low, like real low. Yeah. Like maybe not, hey, doesn't get 10%, but like down there. Yeah. And wins the fucking, yeah. <laughs> like the, vo- the vote through Congress. I am so fucking in on that. Yeah. Because imagine that. So you have a scenario where not only, so all, all the votes are getting cut up amongst four. You have a situation where DeSantis might get the lowest percentage. Now, it's unlikely, but it's possible right? that he comes in with the lowest percentage and gets fucking through. I'm so <laughs> – it's like a chip off. It's like a chip off in a playoff. Yeah. It's like you have no business fucking being here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be- beyond in. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. So, yeah, I guess chaos is back on. There's a potential for it. How do I, how do we (laughs) incite this chaos? (laughs) I fucking need it. Yeah. That would be so good. Yeah, it's certainly going to get interesting now that we're like approaching actual calendar year of 2024. Because we are... Two months away from the first primary. It's like Defi- some, Defiant it's like, L's is gonna have to fucking like oh yeah, they're gonna they're need gonna to like to hire people. They're gonna yeah, they're gonna need more than one person to run that account. Oh, it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> it's gonna be absolutely nuts. Yeah. Well, that was the one of the other things that Vivek um said on the stage was he called out the Democrats and he said. Uh, the Democrats need to stop with this facade that Joe Biden is their candidate. They just need to let him step down and just let whoever's actually going to run, run as the candidate. And he goes, whether it's Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama or whoever they actually are going to run, they just need to do that now. Like he literally like went, like scor- he went scorched fucking earth. It's like too bad he's the- a politician. <clears throat> it sounds like I'd like him. I know. Well, the funniest thing about it is on the PBD podcast, 
he talked about so the next day uh what's the woman's name Rhonda mcdaniel is the chair the chairwoman of the rnc that's the one that you know he went after or whatever she did an interview the next day and like in the interview she said well you know uh everyone knows that you know vivek voted for obama so he might not know how we do things as republicans here and on the podcast vivek goes okay listen patrick i'm gonna level with you i'm not proud of this but I didn't vote in 2008. He goes, I was in my 20s. He goes, in the 2000 election, I voted for the libertarian candidate. Um, I saw that my vote really didn't do much there. And I decided at this point in my life that I was going to focus on building businesses because he's an entrepreneur and he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, So he goes, I'm ashamed to say this. He goes, but I didn't vote. In I think it was the the 2008 and 12 elections or the four and eight election, oh, four and oh, eight. But whatever he said, he goes, I didn't vote for Obama. He goes, because I didn't vote in those elections. And I was like, okay, we got a guy who's a politician who's admitting that he just didn't vote. Like, I kind of like that too. <laughs> I like the, I love the reason why he didn't. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, he's not really a politician. Like, yes, by definition, he's by a definition. Poli- he he's is. a politician because he he's running for like office, one. but he's not a politician. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How do I we mean, get him and Tulsi on a ballot together? How do we do that? <laughs> I know, right? That that would be like the true super fucking ballot and also a way to like show the the dumb fuckers that like actually run the country whether it's like the rnc the dnc whatever they're like we don't give a fuck imagine if the two of them just kind of like ran like so vivek would have to he would have to fund the thing but like run the campaign and just like expose everything and it's like we know we're not gonna win but we are fucking (laughs) dragging everybody down with us yeah yeah that would be great. I'm in on that too. Yeah. Never going to happen, but no, it won't happen. But, but that's what I mean. Like I'm, I'm team Vivek, like wherever he goes, that's where I'm voting, right? Like if he ends up as a VP for someone, that's who I'm voting for. Uh, because I want Vivek in office over anybody, right? Like if, if I had to rank them myself, I would go Vivek, then RFK, and then everyone else can just die. In my opinion, were, were you it's, ever taught in school that the VP is actually like the important person? Um, in in the executive branch. Yeah, I feel like they used. We were to taught push, that. Yeah, they used to push that. Interesting. Yeah, I just thought of that because I remember it's like, oh well, people forget that the VP is the one who's really in charge. Yeah, or the the VP is the um the tie breaking vote in congress yeah i think it again so this is just maybe how you teach children and it's like not true but it's like well you know the vp is the one that has to do like all of like the real jobs like they're the ones who have to do like the real things yeah that also could be a product of the time that we grew up in because george bush was president (laughs) and dick cheney was really running the country (laughs) <laughs> hey looking back 
Good call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the guy that was fucking whatever CEO of Halliburton. And then as soon as he stopped being in office, he went back to Halliburton. And while he was in office, we started two wars in the Middle East. One that lasted for 20 plus years. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah, no, no, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, and he just happened to mistakenly shoot that guy in the face when they were hunting. You remember that? Yep. <laughs> yeah, do. yeah, he's a, he, I'm sure he's a great guy, though. He also doesn't have a heartbeat. <laughs> he's got like a fake heart. So like it's like a machine that just circulates blood through his body. I don't think he has like a, a like a actual like pumping heartbeat. That was a thing too. Is that a real thing? I think so. He's basically um Emperor Palpatine. It's kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> Dick Cheney is fucking Emperor Palpatine. And all the people under him are like the Sith Lords that just fucking kill each other, right? Like first it was George Bush and then it was whoever the fuck it was after him, right? And then it was probably Trump. Although I feel like Trump's not the type of guy to take orders from anybody. But Palpatine's the one that's that's pulling the strings. 82 years old. Yeah. I'll put him on the death pool next year. <laughs> So, um, well, you want to start wrapping this up? We get, we uh, this is, up. this is game one of the double header for us here. Yeah. I got to pull up my final thoughts. I have a bunch of them. All right. Nothing will be even remotely close to on topic. <laughs> All right. So for, for, for a while, I've been trying to find, um, Party mixed drinks in a can. Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty good. Yep. So it's again, like I've, like I was told the transfusion's pretty good and uh, the Faderade. Yes. The yellow like, one. Uh, it's it a green like, can. Yeah. It tastes like yellow Gatorade. So. Yeah, it's blue though. It's weird. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I was drinking them out of a glass because I'm fucking fancy, <laughs> or because they were warm. Um, so I went to Luke's. They had, I think, half and halves when I went to Luke's, and I'm like, that's not what I'm looking for. So I ended up getting Caddy Transfusions, which I guess is a is a Greg Norman brand. <laughs> Those are fucking terrible. Like, I don't know what the fuck it is that's too strong, but something's too fucking strong. Well, it's because they they put blood in it from it's because yeah, it's made it's, with blood money. That's what it, yeah. The, blood the iron was too strong, I think. Yeah. Um, not good. Caddy transfusions do not recommend. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Wood drink. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, they were not good. I don't know if it was the ginger was too strong or the grape was too strong. Not good. So went to Total Wine yesterday. Got four pack of the Faderades. Got a four pack of the transfusions. Those transfusions, those are good. 
and I'm not really a grape guy, those are good. Yeah. So party transfusions, yes. Caddy transfusions, no. Um, I am fucking out on the Faderade. I did not find those to be good at all. Really? Not good. I did I not. I thought they were good. So truthfully, the only time I've ever had the party stuff is on the golf course. I've never seen it in a store. Um, but I forget where we were. Maybe it was Shining Rock or somewhere. I because I was with Vinny. I remember being with Vinny when we got them. Could have been Norwood. I don't know. It's some some whatever golf course we were at is where they had them. And I got the Faderade, and I remember liking it. And I remember being like, "Oh, this tastes like yellow Gatorade, or so maybe even blue Gatorade, whatever, whatever it is." Is I was like, "Oh my god, this tastes exactly like Gatorade." Well, part of my issue is I actually don't like vodka, right? Right. Now the party transfusion, no problem. Don't really taste it. I know yeah. it's a bite of something. Good. I fucking knew that there was vodka in this other one. And I'm like, this does not taste that good. And I actually thought it tasted like a less minty Listerine. That's like kind of what I was coming up with. Interesting. I did not, I did not taste Gatorade. And I don't know, maybe I had a bad batch because I was told like secondhand. It's like, oh, like everyone's drinking these. Like they taste just like Gatorade. Whatever. I did not think it tasted like Gatorade. Unless it tasted like blue Gatorade, again, mixed with Listerine. <laughs> and vodka. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. At all. Um. So, yeah, I don't, like, I did not get lemon lime out of that whatsoever. And... It was also blue. So I don't know. I think uh I think I might be missing something on the old on the fader aid side. It's either it's either straight up not for me, or again, maybe I was just maybe my fucking taste buds were fucked yesterday. But no. No thank you. Although I would try the rum punch. <laughs> um, and also I used to drink maybe or maybe it's because I used to drink I used to drink vodka Gatorade and then I would go to intramural handball on Thursday oh, nights yeah. <laughs> so like I don't know like I did not like that it's funny you said that too because I was gonna say it's like I was hearing it secondhand so people are like oh it tastes like Gatorade I'm like but but does it yeah because usually it's one of those things like oh this tastes just like whatever and it's like no it doesn't Stop. <laughs> it does not. Um, but yeah, this was like months, months in the but not work, not trying all that hard because I could have just went to Total Wine anyway. But yeah. it was more like when I went to a liquor store, I was like, oh, let me see if they've got this. Let me see if they got this. Let me see if they got this. Nope. Yeah. But uh, well, shout could... out to Total Wine. They, they're fucking solid. They always have shit, they have everything. Yeah. Seems that way. But um, I mean, I'd be definitely be open to trying more of the party stuff. But yeah, the fader aid. I think I'm fading the fader aid. <laughs> Fade the fader aid. All right. I mean, I got two more here, so maybe they'll taste better for some reason, like the second time. I don't know. Yeah. 
But uh, I could be a transfusion guy, even though I'm not a grape guy. All right. We'll see. That was like the last two weekends of adventure. I'll have to keep an eye out. Like it, admittedly, like I said, I I haven't been able to find them, but in my travels, if I find myself near a total wine, I may have to pop in. Yeah, or maybe even like I don't know if there's any other big real, not realtors, retailers. Yeah. <laughs> um, because again, like Luke's had the half and half, and they had space. They were just out. Yeah. I wonder if Yankee Spirit would have it. They're down in Attleboro. They're like right on the Pawtucket line. They're pretty big. But then I also, I was also sitting there and I'm like, we should be able to order alcohol to the house because I should be able to just order these shits. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And not Um, Drizzly. That's not what I'm fucking talking about. You can actually order alcohol in some cases because I've bought the hard AF seltzer, which is like the seltzer that the drinking bros podcast owns. But the only reason I can buy it online is because it's not sold in stores in Massachusetts. Okay. So like if it's not allowed in stores, then you can buy it online, I think is the the loophole because the second it's allowed in store, then you you can't buy it it online because they've said that on the podcast before. They're like, Oh, we're live in Ohio. So if you live in Ohio, you can't buy it online anymore. <laughs> you have to go to the store and buy it. So I think there's a loophole there. Um, okay. So my final thought is um I was gonna lead with it, but it the the fucking the dumb football that I saw I ha- I had to lead with instead. So <clears throat> um the other night was Friday night. It's probably about like nine o'clock and we are getting ready to go to bed, right? With the baby, the baby, usually we try and get him to sleep sometime between like nine 30 and 10 30. So he'll sleep until like five 30. Um, so it was right around nine o'clock. I think Amy was feeding him and I took picket outside. Now, it might, I know you know this, but most people that watch or listen to the show uh, don't know what my backyard looks like, uh, but it's pretty big. It's fenced in and we butt up to the woods. So there's also all kinds of animals, right? Because it's the woods. Like we get deer um, in the summertime. Sometimes we can hear coyotes out in the woods. Like we get rabbits that live in the back and the front. There's a bush in the front of the house. They are squirrels, chipmunks, you name it. Field mice, they're all over the fucking place. So a lot of times there's rabbits in the yard. And when I open the door at night to take Pickett out, she chases the rabbits through the yard. They're too fast for her and they always get away. So it's fine. So Friday night, I'm taking her out and I open the door and she books it down the steps and goes and I go, oh, like must be a rabbit out there. Like, oh, run away, little rabbit. And then I look in the yard and I go, oh, fuck, that's not a rabbit. That's a skunk. So there's a skunk in the middle of my backyard that my dog has now chased down and is in a fucking standoff with a skunk. So I'm standing on the grass with the house to my back. The skunk has its back to me and Pickett is 
facing the skunk and me. So I'm probably like, I don't know, 40 feet <clears throat> away from them. And I'm standing there. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm looking and I'm like, okay, I'm, the, the skunk is there face to face, right? So like, we're okay for right now. And I'm screaming at Pickett, like, get over here, get away from the skunk, leave it, like everything. I'm screaming. And it's not working. <laughs> She's a golden doodle. <laughs> She's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to fucking, I, I, there's some animal here that I'm going to fuck with. So for reference, I don't know if I've talked to, if I talked about it on the podcast at the time, but like a few months ago, there was a possum in the backyard that she got face to face with in a stare down and it started fucking hissing. Um, and I was able to get close enough where like I went over and I scooped her up. Like I just picked up my picket, my dog and like, kind of like I didn't run cause I didn't want to run away from the possum and have it chase us. But I scooped her up and tried to like move away as fast as I could. So I was like, I'm not dealing with a possum fighting my fucking dog. And then I'm going to have to get involved and I'm gonna like I'm gonna get bit and scratched and like it's a whole fucking thing. So I I scooped her up and I took her out of the situation. So now fast forward to Friday night. I'm sitting there and I go, okay, they're face to face, and I'm running this like situation through my head. And I go, right now we're fine, right? Because like, but the second that skunk turns around to spray, like we're fucked. So they're like face off and like the skunk is moving to like try and walk to the back corner of the yard and Pickett's like still in its face. And I'm screaming, like, get the fuck away. Like, leave it, like, come, like, get away, leave it alone. Nothing's working. So in my head, I have to make a fucking split decision, right? And I go, do I run over there and scoop her up like I did with the possum? And then run away because I would I would run from a skunk. I can outrun right. a skunk. Or do I just kind of stand here and like let it play out and like fucking hope for the best? And I decided in the moment that I was just going to stand there and hope for the best because I go. If Pickett gets sprayed, yeah, that really fucking sucks. But if we both get sprayed, <laughs> like. That's even fucking worse. You only have one tub. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, whatever. It would suck if the dog is, but it would suck worse if I was. So I'm like, let's just hope that they fucking figure this out. So the skunk starts like waddling its way to the back and Pickett won't leave it the fuck alone. And then eventually, so I've, I was still pretty far away. So I didn't see the skunk spray. But boy, I fucking smelt it. And it eventually like went through a hole underneath the fence. There was like a little dugout hole under the fence into the neighbor's yard. And I go, oh, fuck. I go, she's got fucking sprayed. Like the, the yard fucking reeks. So I go, okay, well, now I, I try. I can't get her because now I'm like, let's go. Like, you, we got to go. Like, we're done. Like, we're going inside. Like, we need to figure this out. And she won't come. She thinks it's time to play. And she's doing zoomies and she's running. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I can't get her inside. So I go inside and I yell up to Amy and I go, Pickett just got sprayed. And she's like, what? She's literally in the middle of feeding the baby. So she takes the bottle and the baby goes next door, just like 
gives both of them to her mom and goes, I need you to, to do this. Like he needs, you need to finish feeding him. So then between the two of us, we were finally, we were able to get Pickett inside and the house fucking reeks. The yard reeks, like everything smells like skunk. It's so, it's fucking bad. So I immediately fucking, I, I was wearing Crocs. So I immediately took my Crocs off and threw them outside. I had socks on. I ripped my socks off. I threw them on the deck. I go, get the shit, like get everything away from me. And we're like, all right, well, we finally got Pickett to calm down and we have her in the kitchen. And the the whole downstairs is awful. It smells so fucking bad. And I go, all right, like we need to try and like smell her. So I'm sniffing her, Amy's sniffing her. And we're like, I don't really smell anything. And then I got to like her back and her tail. And I go, yeah, that's it. So luckily in the situation, like the way things could have gone, they could have been way fucking worse. But in the end, only her tail really got sprayed and like a little bit of her like butt area, I guess. So Amy has a friend that's a groomer. She literally picks up the phone and calls her at 930 at night <laughs> and goes, Pickett just got sprayed by a skunk. What do I do? So she tells her it's like for anyone out there that's watching or listening here, you know, this for the future, um, Dawn dish soap and hydrogen peroxide. Uh, you do you do like a mixture of that. You let it sit for like five or 10 minutes and then you wash it off and then you have to check the smell and then you can do it again. You really should only do it twice because if you do it more than that, it's going to like dry out their skin and fuck up their fur and stuff. You just have to wait like an hour or two and then do it again. Like you can't do like three treatments in a row. Like you should do two treatments at a time spaced out over time. Um, so... Amy goes, she, she, you know, cleans her the first time. And now the upstairs is terrible, right? The upstairs smells, the downstairs is the fucking worst, but the upstairs smells We're lighting candles. And also for anyone out there that's listening, maybe you happen to be the people that live in, you know, Arizona or Texas or California that are listening to this or watching. And you're like, oh, what's the big deal? Just open all your windows. Yeah, it's fucking November in Massachusetts. It was like 27 degrees outside. So it's not like I could have just opened all my windows and let the smell air out of my house because oh, I don't want to pay for that oil bill. <laughs> so I uh, couldn't do that. So we're lighting candles. I got fucking like fan ceiling fans are going, just trying to do anything. So the bathroom was fucking awful because that's where Amy actually like cleaned her and washed her out and everything. And it was just, it was awful. So she did it twice, um, ended up being okay. Like her back ended up being fine. Her tail still kind of was a little funky, but it wasn't like bad. And so she was fine, right? Like Pickett was fine basically that night. But the house was so fucking awful. It smelled so bad. So then I Google like how to get rid of skunk smell inside your house. And obviously the number Made one thing soup. was, well, no, the number one thing was open the windows, turn the fans on. It's like, okay, you fucking dickheads. Like, uh, uh, like how do I really do this? So then I found that um, vinegar, 
like kills the smell. So I literally went around the house and I filled up like four like bowls, like ceramic bowls of vinegar. And I strategically placed them all around the house uh, so that the house smelled like vinegar <laughs> when we woke up on Saturday morning. Uh, and I was like, well, at least it doesn't smell like skunk. So yesterday the upstairs was fine. The downstairs, I could still smell skunk. Um, but we left the vinegar out yesterday too. And thankfully by the time I woke up this morning, um, the smell was gone. So picket's fine. The house is fine. But like the scene of Friday night at like nine 30, trying to get picket inside, trying to figure out what to do. The baby's crying, right? Cause he wants to eat. And she's got to like run the baby next door to her mother. And then it's just like a whole thing. Just like, what the fuck, man? Like, what a fucking scenario. But like I said, if she was going to get sprayed, only her tail getting sprayed is probably the, the best case scenario of the situation. And like I said, it's it's Sunday after it happened on Friday night and my house doesn't smell anymore. Um my Crocs definitely do, do still smell like skunk because I think what happened was like when it sprayed, obviously like all the oil gets on like the grass and shit. And I think walking through the grass, trying to get picket <laughs> and get her inside, just got the oil on my Crocs. So those are sitting outside um, until they stop smelling. Sounds like trash to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I just threw my socks away. I was like, fuck, I'll just buy more socks. I don't care. Burn them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah that was friday night that was fun that was uh what a fucking what a fucking experience so then saturday i went out and i have uh like chicken wire and i like dug a little spot put some chicken wire where like the the dug the hole is in the back corner and i just took two big rocks and like put them there and uh we haven't had an issue since but it's only been a day and a half. So we'll see. Yeah. Never a fucking dull moment, right? Sounds awesome. Yeah. It was pretty fucking fantastic. So uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for us on that note for this episode. We will be back in a few minutes, but uh, you guys won't see us again until Thursday. So um, you can get us. On oh, don't forget. Thank you. Here, here we are. I've got, I'm all thrown off, all flustered here. If you're on YouTube, um, hit subscribe up above, click the thumbs up down below. Uh, if you're an audio only listener, you can also subscribe wherever you're at. Uh, if you use iTunes or Spotify, you can leave us a review. Uh, so do that, please. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show, spread the word. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. We're on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks. Website sarcasmspeaks.com. Uh, go to the merch store, buy some merch. Um, you can use the promo code sarcasm pod when you sign up with mybookie.com uh, to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks over there. Uh, and likewise, uh, you can also go to noonbrew.com, uh, use the promo code in the show notes. And you will get 10% off your order every single time you check out over there. Uh, so that is going to do it for us. Uh, so until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>